Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Hey y'all, welcome. Welcome to the Hushville Black Forum. It's December, y'all. Christmas month. December 6th, 2014, y'all. How y'all doing? Welcome again to the Hushville Black Forum. We uh, got a great, great show for you this evening. Let me see where my Facebook friends at. Where y'all at? We have a, I don't know why we having such a, uh, hard time uh, getting um, my studio right. I, I don't know what happened to this thing. Uh, something, something happened. Now we can't even can't even let the Facebook Facebook friends. How y'all doing out there? It's December. We don't know why we can't uh, we can't get uh, a page down right. Let's see if we can do this right here. We try to let our Facebook friends know we we out and about here, y'all. How can we do this? Facebook friends, y'all doing all right? Y'all just hold on. I'm trying to find out where the where my promote page is at here. It's somewhere, y'all. We don't know. <laughs> we don't even know. Hey, we got a call in number, y'all. We got a call in number one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. Uh get in where you fit in. We uh don't take many calls out here, we won't let you know that right now. Uh we will take a call <laughs> from time to time. I mean we ain't screwed. We just uh like I said I have to run this train by ourselves so we don't uh we don't get into many too many calls out here. What is this thing right here doing, y'all? Can we get rid of it any kind of way? Where is my... How can I promote this thing? I can't promote my page? I don't know, y'all. I was worried about this new new studio here. We are worried about this thing here because we've had... We've had problems like this for uh, quite a while now. We got to get a hold of somebody and let them know this thing ain't done. This thing ain't this thing ain't what it's what it's cranked up to be, yeah. We gotta let somebody know this thing ain't what it's cranked up to be here. This new studio. Now, cause Hushmo's losing too much uh we can't find out we can't find out how to even promote the thing. What's up with that? What in the world's up with that? I mean, surely be uh, a lot easier here. I don't like it. I'm going to tell somebody about it. In fact, the husband might be looking for him another another source if we don't get this thing working a lot better. I think we might have something now. We're going to see. Because we don't mind uh, finding another uh, source. 
Hey, y'all, we come to you every Saturday, 7 to 9, out on Blog Talk Radio, y'all. Our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of the session, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk. We uh, don't like to go there. like to try to keep everything on an even keel out here. We uh, find it necessary from time to time to... Uh, Crank up the volume. We find it necessary every once in a while, y'all, to crank up the volume. Just to, uh, just to get our uh, tune. I mean, it's, these are trying times, y'all. <laughs> Let me tell you, these are trying times. They got demonstrations all over the country, y'all, about uh, the injustice that uh, seem to be uh, seem to be uh, uh, invading our uh, community. The injustice that's invading our community ain't nothing changed, y'all. It's been like this. It's been like this all the time, y'all. It's just uh, that we've uh, uh, seemed to be uh, growing. Just seemed to be growing here in 2014. You say more blacks are being killed in 2014 than it was in uh, uh, 1914. (laughs) Hey, y'all, 100 years ago. It's more blacks being killed up in this place uh, in 2014 than it was 100 years ago. And it's all legal, according to somebody. I don't know how you can shoot an unarmed 18-year-old, shoot another unarmed 12-year-old, strangle a person to death unarmed, uh, stalk a 14-year-old and shoot him, kill him, and... uh, Nobody, nobody has been uh, brought to justice for any of those uh, uh, crimes. Nobody has been brought to uh, justice for any of those crimes. Now, little old me, I, the way I look at it, I, I see a lot of injustice there. If no one's been brought to justice, it, it <laughs> It, it, to me, it's got to be uh, uh, some injustice. I mean, people are not just out in the street marching just for the heck of it. It's because they feel a sense of uh, injustice being lit uh, on uh, our community here. In a big, big way, uh, we've got to... Uh, We've got to speak up about it. We've got to demand uh, that need to it. I'm not on the high school platform. We're going to be uh, weighing in on uh, the Erie Garner situation up there in New York, where this guy in front of God and everybody on film uh, was choked to death for selling some 
Somebody accused him of selling loose cigarettes. Can you believe that? Somebody got killed over selling cigarettes? Loose or otherwise. I don't, I don't care if you're selling packs of cigarettes. I mean, you got to... What about some due process here? <coughs> got to have some kind of due process. Regardless of what he was doing. Got to have some kind of due process here. According to... Uh, my understanding of uh, the law. Each of those cases I just mentioned, no one was afforded their uh, due process. No one was afforded their uh, due process here. And nobody's uh, uh, been brought to uh, a justice for it. Everybody's got an opinion about it. But uh, nobody has been brought to uh, justice forward. We have got to uh, speak up. We've got to pick that cross up and on behalf of Michael Brown, on behalf of Uri Garden, on behalf of Trayvon Martin, on behalf of the 12-year-old up in Cleveland. We've got to uh, pick up that cross and march on their behalf. We've got to demand justice on their behalf. MLK, Martin Luther King said it best, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. It ain't just a black and white thing. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. This is a fact, Oh, that might not seem that way. That might not seem that way to a lot of people. But at the end of the day, you can't just uh uh have it one way. There's got to be a, a give and take on this thing. There's got to be a yin and a yang. Uh, oh yeah, this thing, this thing ain't just about uh, taking away my due process. If you can take away my due process, you can take away anybody's. The twelve-year-old up there in Cleveland. That, I mean, I don't, that guy didn't have a, he didn't have no kind of, he would, uh, innocent 12-year-old kid. With a play pistol in a state that allows you to carry guns open. It's an uh, open carry uh, state, Ohio is. Police car pulled up at him and started shooting. For some reason, they still haven't explained to me why they they shot it. I wish they would. The mayor of Cleveland came on and made some outrageous statement claiming that uh, the police officers was out there protecting uh, the community. Well, that that 12-year-old kid he was a part of uh, the community that they should have been protecting. They killed him 
part of uh, the community that deserved protection? That's the question. Was that 12-year-old kid part of the community that deserved protection? And if he was, why is he dead? Why is he dead? Two policemen in the police car came up, jumped out two seconds later, and started shooting the guy. Why? I'm just asking why, y'all. It makes no sense to me. If anybody makes sense of it, let the Hutchmore know. Because Lord knows, it makes no sense to me. And hundreds of thousands of other people in my community, it makes no sense to me. Why is this 12-year-old kid dead at the hands of the state? Yeah, please. Police department's part of the state, y'all. You've got the state executing people without due process. That's the same with Eric Garner. You, you, that's the state there, y'all. The state executed that guy without due process. Yeah. Kind of jumped on his back and rolled him down like an animal. Yeah. For, for selling the cigarette? Come on, y'all. Come on. That's, you know, life is precious. Life is far more precious than that. Life is far more precious than that, y'all. Where is the uh, churches at in this in this uh, day and age? Where are the churches? Where are the preachers, the folks that supposedly is about uh, preaching the word of uh, God Almighty? Where are those folks at? Because I, you know, I've yet to hear a preacher come out and denounce this thing. I mean, in a meaningful way, in a big, big way, the church. The church should be up in arms about all of this uh, injustice. Uh, 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 injustice that uh, that is coming to life right before our eyes, and the church is silent. That church is silent, y'all. Trying to be a Christian nation, are we? Are we really a Christian nation? Whatever that is, uh, it can't. Uh, this country claimed to be. A Christian nation, and, uh, and it's all of its uh, declarations and uh, things of that nature that claims to be a nation created under God. What by God? Is uh, is uh, that you created under that that uh, uh, condone? The foolishness that's going on now. What what God is this? Certainly not mine. Certainly not mine. I, so I I uh 
I'm kind of disappointed. I'm real disappointed in the church, the church at large, y'all, not just one one preacher over here, one preacher over there. The church at large, the entire church should be up in arms. But the foolishness that's going on here in this country today, the church should be up in arms. We're going to continue to uh, speak about it out here. We're going to rail against uh, the injustices that we see out here on the Hushmore Blackboard. We advocate out here for social justice uh, on behalf of America's African descent. Not because we don't love everybody. Not because we don't love everybody. We love everybody. But by extension, uh, as part of that community, we advocate uh, 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 on their behalf. And Lord knows, <laughs> we see that uh, there's a lot of injustice uh, uh, in that community, perpetrated by the state, perpetrated by the state. Sure, there's a lot of black-on-black black crime, far too, way too much, way too much, way, way, way too much. And we've got to address that issue internally. Uh, we've definitely got a, a, a lot of work to do internally on that uh, 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 front. but cannot sit idly by while the state, with all of its authority, uh, 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 murder our young people, incarcerate our young people at a disproportionate rate uh, uh, with the uh, rest of the uh, society. We cannot allow the state to murder or incarcerate our people at a disproportionate rate with the rest of society. We can't do that. We've got to stop the state. We're, 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 the state have too much power. We're allowed a state to do that. Oh my goodness. We're going to be uh, 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 back uh, 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 in slavery pretty soon. And we're allowed a state to keep uh, in Incarcerating our young folks, killing our young folks, uh, we're going to be uh, uh, no better off than we were uh, before 1865. Yeah? We're going to be right back on the plantation again. If we allow the state to continue to uh, incarcerate our young folks and to murder our young folks at the rate they're doing now. Yeah, it, it's so. I tell the Hushmo Black Forum, we're going to be railing against it every every time we come on the air, y'all. We're going to we're going to be talking about this thing here. This this thing's gotten way out of hand, y'all. There's more black people being killed a day than there was in 1914, y'all, 100 years ago. Here in 2014, we got we can't uh, we can no longer just sit idly by and uh, put up with that. Hey, y'all, it's about uh, 20 minutes after 7 in the ATL, y'all. We come to you from the ATL, lovely Atlanta. Uh, Hushmo uh, is getting ready to get back in school, y'all. You know I write. I'm an author, y'all. Go pick my new book of Racism and Hate in American Reality. It talks about a lot of the things that are going on today uh, in the country. It's a collective 
documents, assays, and analysis, historical events that kind of trace the history of racism in this country and the history of injustice in in this country from uh, pretty much after the Civil War, we take a look at it. We know that that, that, uh, slave thing. I just want to turn that over to the man upstairs way way back when. So we 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 turned that thing over to the man. The man did uh, do something about that slave thing too. Uh, Six hundred thousand folks died uh, uh, getting rid of that uh, institution. Oh yeah, that was the man upstairs at work. That was a man upstairs at job. and it took that. They took that to break down that institution of slavery here in this country. It might take that uh, uh, that again. It might take the man upstairs in you know, and getting rid of the racism that still exists uh, in the country today. Oh yeah, a lot of this stuff is about racism. Yeah. That's just a fact. A lot of this stuff is about racism still, yeah. Oh yeah. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, uh, we uh, somehow got connected there. Somehow got disconnected. Welcome back to the Hospital Black Forum. We are having some difficulties here this evening. We're going to try to look out there get in some kind of service call out here because we've been had, having some crazy some crazy problems here the last couple of weeks. We don't know if somebody's done got in and hacked the hash more or what. We just don't know. Y'all. Something is awful, awfully crazy going on with our uh, hookup. My Facebook friends, what's up? I'm sorry. We uh, had a bit, bit of... Uh, Technical difficulty. We back live with you now. It's about 26 minutes after. Well, it's about 7:30 now. 7:33 in the ATL, y'all. We just getting back out here. Yeah, you have to give the hush for that uh, interruption there. We're talking about the uh, senseless uh, police slaying of our uh, citizens, y'all. This thing looks like a police state. This thing is starting to look like a police state, you know, where the police uh, has got free reign range in killing folks. It's got a free range to kill people. And it's just a little from the looks of things, it's mostly American Africans who's getting killed. Now, me being a part of that community is definitely uh, uh, concerned about it and going to tell, uh, speak up about it. We're not going to sit idly by uh, in a while uh, this continues because it's been going on far too long. It seems to be increasing in the, uh, every day. It seems to be increasing every day uh, where, where the state is killing people without any uh, any kind of due process, uh, and nobody's even uh, being brought to trial. That's the scary thing. The state is killing people, and nobody's being brought to trial for that uh, execution. We've we got to uh, take a good hard look at uh, what's going on with uh, our law enforcement, uh, our uh, laws, and how they uh, pertain to uh, all of other citizens. Right now, well, the president said that they, the laws has got to protect everybody equally. But right now, that's not happening. That's not happening, you know. Not in my eyesight. Not in my eyesight. I can look at the prison. There's a disproportionate uh, number of uh, young Americans of Africa that locked up in our jails, you know? locked up in our jails for petty uh, crimes that uh, in the long haul uh, take them right out of society, uh, take away their voting rights, uh, uh, hamper their ability to get a job uh, for minor uh, uh, offenses that shouldn't even uh, be clogging up uh, the justice system. And worse than the, the prison system is the rate at which young American Americans are getting killed uh, by the state. 
Yeah, the police officers, you know, that's the state. People are marching all over the country, not just black people, black and white people, because they realize that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. That's just a fact, y'all. The country has got to put a stop to it. It's not just a black and white thing. It's not just a black and white thing. We're talking about injustice. in the society. Racism has a lot to do with it. You know? Hey, racism has a lot to do with it. We, uh, hey, the hospital is getting ready to get back in school, y'all. At damn near 70, <laughs> the hospital is going back to school. Oh, yeah, you're never too old to learn now, right? Hey, yeah, we, we're going to take some, we're going to be taking a few courses, y'all, a few journalism courses as we write now, uh, a few liberal arts uh, courses. You know, I spent worked in computers for 40 years, y'all. I, I know quite a bit about computers, but uh, my English and my uh, journalistic abilities are somewhat limited. How about them Long talk every Saturday. We want to tighten that skill up a little bit. And we get back in school. But before they let me back in school, I got to take this compass test, this math compass test. I guess it's something like a refresher to see where, <laughs> see what you got to take before they let you back into school. So I got to take that next week. So I'm going to be cramming. I'm going to be cramming this week. Uh, trying to get a handle on uh, this compass math test. I don't know. They ain't took a test in 15 years. So that's the way looking forward to it. I am a little stressed. I ain't, you know, I'm going to put it in the hands of the man upstairs. I ain't going to worry too much about it. But that's all I can do. Uh, I'm going oh yeah, I'm I'm to study the best I can. I'm going to study the best I can for it, y'all. See what I... Come on. Nothing else. I'm going to go in there with you. Fake it till I make it. <laughs> Fake it the best I can, y'all. Got to get a 40 or something. I'm going to should be able to do that. Well, I don't know. <laughs> hey, y'all, don't start me. Uh, I don't know. I got out of school in 1963, y'all. How many years ago that's been? Well, no, we can technical school. But 1968, last time I was in any formal school. That's been a long time ago. We, uh, we've got to get back in it. We've got to get some new skills, y'all. That's what we've got to get some new skills. And you, you don't never get too old to get new skills now. This is a kind of evolving world we live in, y'all. Things change every day. Things change every day, y'all. You gotta keep up. You got to keep up. You can't uh lag behind too far how far. You can't lag behind too far. You get lost. You get lost out in this thing, y'all. Make no mistake. 
just go a little bit. It's craziness, you know. What's going on with this craziness here? System will automatically restart. Well, I'm going to restart in two hours, 41 minutes. Setting has changed. Please restart your receiver. Restart it. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> we don't even know what's going on here. I know we had some problem with this, uh, with my show. Now I see some stuff come up on another monitor talking about restart the show. Restart your receiver. Is that what's going on? We don't know. This thing is crazy. This whole thing is crazy, y'all. Hmm. We think somebody done hacked the hash mode, the hush mode and trying to uh trying to uh disrupt the the forum, yeah. Be careful. People are people are real devilish out there. Is that a good word? Devilish? You got some devilish people out there. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't. Well, hey, what the heck we got to say? Hey, it's just the way it is. I want to shout, give a shout out to one of my friends uh, having a birthday. Happy birthday, Mister Les. We want Will Les. He know who he is. Turned sixty-nine today. Happy birthday, cuz. Hey, everybody, about his cousin, so. <laughs> Y'all don't know. Uh, hey, <laughs> uh, some more birthdays out there. I want to say happy birthday to everybody who's got a December birthday. Everybody with a December birthday, happy birthday, y'all. That's, that's going to cover everybody for the whole month. You know, that's that's around here and some folks. So we're just going to give all the December babies a shout out. Don't give everybody a shout out. Yeah. Hey, uh, we, uh, it's about a quarter till, quarter till eight in the ATL, y'all. We, uh, what else going on in the world, y'all? Hey, did anybody see the, uh, blast off of, uh, the Orion spaceship? Oh, that thing was pretty, pretty neat. I'm a big uh, space net junkie, if you will. I, I like that space program. I'm always interested in exploring uh, new frontiers, out of space. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I like that stuff. I'm a big Star Trek fan. <laughs> I'm a big Trekkie. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that thing, uh, that Orion spaceship, that thing looked like it's got some real possibilities. Uh, that thing Went up ahead. Looked like they had three dirt rockets pushing that thing. Yeah, that was a powerful looking uh, <laughs> a booster they had to get that thing in outer space. That thing shot past the space station, which is about 240 miles up. It shot past that thing in about two minutes. Boom! <laughs> I think I think it went out about 3,000 feet, 3,000 miles above Earth, circled Earth a couple of times, and came back. Looked like a great, great machine. Just from you know my observation, we're gonna look, we're gonna enjoy following uh, the progress of it. Say around 2021 is gonna be the first time they put a man inside that thing. 
my autobiography. Then it turned into like a biography of my family's history here in Georgia. Then it uh, <laughs> turned into a story about my war uh, incident that I had in Vietnam uh, back in 1966. You know, that kind of dominates the story, the spiritual epiphany that uh, I had. It's a great, great read. The Waterboy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron. Uh, and then my second book, Racism and Hate at American Reality, uh, is just a collection of uh, documents and essays, historically, that took place in the country after the Civil War. Uh, I bring my family into it and kind of uh, to put a face on uh, the separate equal, the racism that we experience, my family experience here in the country and the devastating effect that it had on uh, the income inequality that's going on today. The devastating effect that that uh, separate laws, the Jim Crow law, uh, had on uh, me and my family here. Uh, the Jim Crow laws uh, pretty much took away their uh, 14th Amendment uh, protections, causing the severe economic damage uh, here in the country, uh, causing them serious economic uh, injury. And we believe that uh, reparation is owned because of those separate equal laws, uh, because of the 14th Amendment uh, uh, rights not being protected. I was born here in Georgia in 1945 without 14th Amendment uh, protections. It injured me. It injured me. All, all that stuff was set aside in 1954 when Brown overturned Plessy. Uh, people really don't have a real grasp about what happened uh, with that uh, Plessy decision. Uh, and the Brown decision that followed. But 1896, what happened in the Plessy decision, Plessy codified all of the separate equal, all of the Jim Crow laws that the various southern states had in place, whether it be uh, uh, school uh, 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 desegregation or uh, discrimination in the workplace or uh, discrimination in uh, real estate or just in a whole host of uh, social uh, uh, environments. Uh, Black's uh, 14th Amendment protection was taken away by the separate equal laws. Those 14th Amendment rights uh, uh, was taken away, or protection, the 14th Amendment protection was taken away uh, nationally. When Plessy, when Homer Plessy was drug off that train out there in Louisiana in 1892, uh, and the Supreme Court upheld that decision in 1896 in that Plessy versus Ferguson case that essentially removed all American African descent out of social society, out of white society. It essentially removed all of the 14th Amendment protections away from black people. That's what it did. That That is the gist of it, y'all. That's what Plessy did. Plessy took away a whole segment of Americans' uh, 14th Amendment protections. American Africans that took away all over the country, y'all. not just the South, not to stop it, not just the South. Plessy took away 14th Amendment protections for every American or African descent in this country. That's what it did. That that was a, 
the uh, uh, scope of it. That was a scope of it, y'all. It took away all uh, uh, 14th Amendment protections. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For America's backwardness in, in the entire country, y'all. It wasn't just about school uh, 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 desegregation. Uh, it was about uh, uh, taking away 14th Amendment protections throughout the society. The workplace, the school place, the public places, and everywhere else, you know. Yeah. Brown set all that stuff aside in 1954, y'all. Brown declared that the separate equal laws was inherently unequal, period. Period. Setting aside all of the, the separate equal, all of the Jim Crow laws that have been codified uh, by Plessy. That's just a fact, y'all. That's That's just a fact. America's Rockman in 1954 had every right to petition that court for financial reparations. They had every right and should have. They had every right and should have, yeah. They didn't do that. They didn't do that for a number of reasons. They didn't do that for a number of reasons, yeah. Among those reasons, was the fact that Thurgood Marshall and his legal team was pressured not to do so because it might create further racial unrest in the South. That was one of the reasons they didn't do it. Another reason was blacks as a whole was not sophisticated enough to realize the victory that they had just won and to take a step up and take advantage of it and demand that uh, the NAACP and this legal team petition that court for those financial reparations, regardless of some racial uh, 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 terroristic threats, regardless of some racial terroristic threats, we should have stepped up if we didn't run sophisticated enough as a community. To do that doesn't uh, uh, negate our right to those uh, reparations, y'all. No, what happened between 1864 and 1954, uh, a amount of blacks was killed, hung, uh, bombed, burned out, and just plain old uh, genocide, y'all, occurred in those hundred years after the Civil War because of those separate equal laws. There's no statute of limitation on genocide. <laughs> I'm sorry. So just because uh, the court was not petitioned in 1954 for those injuries, I contend that I have every right in the world today in 2014 to petition that court for the, uh, those injuries. And everybody who was born prior to 1954, all Americans of African descent belonged to a class of Americans who were uh, injured by uh, those separate equal laws directly. Anybody born prior to May 15, 1954, all Americans of African descent born before May 15, 1954, was directly injured by uh, having their 14th Amendment protections uh, violated, period. 
we can still petition that court today and and have to demand uh, those financial reparations. That would go a long ways in solving this uh, economic inequality. Uh, that go a long ways in solving the thing because we can't we can't work hard enough uh, <laughs> to uh, make that difference up, y'all. The system has been too uh, too stacked against us to try to work our way out of it. We're not going to be able to work our way out of it. System not designed for us to work our way out of it. In fact, it's designed to keep us from doing uh, just that. So we we've got to uh, oh we got we got to continue to work hard. Oh, we got to continue to do everything we can to uplift uh, ourselves. I'm not advocating uh, uh, not uh, working. Oh, we're some of the hardest working people in the world. Some of the hardest working people the world's ever known. Y'all, Americans are acting sick. That's junk. We talk. Hey, don't let anybody uh, ever tell you that uh, uh, we're just uh, lazy, no good people. Yeah, we worked in this country uh, 300 years for nothing. We provided slave labor in this country 300 years for nothing. So don't, don't stop talking to me about uh, we lazy. That's, <laughs> that's come on, y'all. If you've been uh, subjected to uh, the uh, injustices that we suffered under uh, the state, uh, <laughs> you uh, you'd understand uh, where I'm coming from. I mean, walk a mile in my shoes, <laughs> as they all say. You walk a mile in my shoes, and you have a better understanding of what I'm, where I'm coming from. You walk one mile in my shoes. I was born here in 1945 in Hampton, Georgia, in the middle of a cotton field. You know. Racism was so thick and heavy in the air, you could taste it. <laughs> you could taste it, y'all. The biggest thing, biggest political uh, conversation in 1945 was uh, the poll tax. <laughs> Whether or not the uh, poll tax was valid uh, for the citizens of the state. Yeah, that was the biggest uh, debate uh, going on. Ellis Arnold was a governor when I was born in 1945 here in Georgia. He had ran a campaign on uh, getting rid of that poll tax, and he did when he took office in 1940. Uh, uh, I guess 1944. He got rid of that uh, poll tax that was preventing Americans from going to the poll to vote. Was a voter suppression is what it amounted to voter suppression. Then nobody had no money to be paying no poll tax. We didn't have money to buy a loaf of bread. You know. Most guys couldn't even buy a loaf of bread back then. Let alone try to spend it on some poll, uh, uh, vote, uh, uh, spend it on some tax to vote. Uh, the system was rigged anyway. They had an all white primary, whatever that is. How the world can be a citizen in the country and got white and black? Got white only primaries or whatever, stuff craziness like that. Come on, y'all. Walk a mile in my shoes. Then come back and talk to me. <laughs> then come back and talk to me. Ellis Arnold, Governor Ellis Arnold, one of the most progressive uh, governors the state of Georgia has ever had. Perhaps the most uh, progressive. He got rid of that thing, y'all. I believe it was 1944. It could have been in 45. When he, I'm not looking at my notes here. It could have been 1940. 
fact, when he got rid of the poll tax, it took him a little while to get rid of it after he won that election. But then Eugene Talmadge, someone my, my family uh, share crop for, <laughs> I ain't going to tell you no lie, somebody my family share crop for uh, back then, uh, he went crazy. Now, he, he had been uh, term limited out because he was a governor two or three times before then. <laughs> Somebody was term limited out, but he went crazy when Governor Ellis Arnold got rid of that poll tax. He went on a rampage, riling up the uh, whites, uh, uh, talking about Governor Arnold had turned the state over to black people. Now, the state of Georgia is full of black people. Poor blacks. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> Eugene Tellman uh, uh, ran this uh, campaign. He, he vowed to get rid of uh, uh, that governor. He vowed to get rid of Governor Arnold and reinstate uh, the poll tax. Oh, he got the whites riled up, got the Klan marching, and all kind of craziness went on for the next all four years of uh, Ellis Arnold's uh, term, 1943 to 47, I believe it was. Eugene Talmadge uh, went crazy, ran a racist campaign to do away with uh, the governor and his uh, progressive ideas, swearing that he was going to reinstitute that poll tax as soon as he got back reelected. Eugene Talmadge won that election, too, y'all, by the way. He won that thing. Yes, he did. He won. I guess November uh, 46, when they held the he won the thing, running on a racist uh, platform. Between November and January, when he was uh, to be sworn in, Eugene Talmadge upped and died. In those two months, he died. Now, I don't know. I was a little kid. I don't know whether he was sick or I can't remember just the, <laughs> the circumstance, but Somebody said, God, I'm like ugly. For Eugene Talmadge, the governor-elect upped and died before he had a chance to take office. And needless to say, well, history said, nobody ever mentioned the poll tax again. <laughs> now, I don't know if the man upstairs has anything to do with that or not. And then again, I do uh, know that it has something to do with it because God has something to do with it. <laughs> so, from, anyway, the poll tax was never mentioned again. And uh, funny thing, too, during that period, I mean, the state of Georgia had three governors at one. <laughs> Between, <laughs> when Eugene Tillman's up and died, the state of Georgia, for a brief time, had three governors. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Governor Arnold, he didn't know what to do. His term had expired in January. And uh, he said he was going to stay on until they could have a, a some kind of new election to <laughs> to get a governor in there. The Supreme Court said one thing. The, the uh, Georgia legislature said something else. And, uh, well, the Supreme Court uh, appointed somebody. Uh, the legislature appointed uh, Herman Talmadge, <laughs> Eugene Talmadge's son. He ran for nothing. At the end of the day, Herman Tammers wound up uh, uh, taking over the governorship. Now, he ain't ran for nothing, but he became governor in 1947. 
<laughs> but it was just a one big mess, you know. And uh, yeah, it was just one big mess. But uh, the one thing Herman Talmadge didn't do, he never brought up that contact thing again. <laughs> he, I don't know if he see, see some kind of sign what happened to his father or not, but he never brought up that contact somebody reinstituting it again. But uh, just a little known Georgia history, y'all. Just a little known Georgia history. Yeah. Hey, y'all, welcome to the High School Black Forum, where our model is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. Now, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody else out here on Blog Talk, y'all. Than anybody else out here on Blog Talk. Yeah. We are. In school, you know, so we can better uh, articulate our uh, program ideas. I'll take some journalistic uh, journal uh, journalism courses. We don't know anything about journalism, y'all. We just out here, make sure we make it. We enjoy talking. We enjoy. <laughs> we come with all every Saturday over long talk, yeah. Having on behalf of America, let me say, yeah, advocating social justice. On their behalf. That's because we don't love everybody. We love everybody. We don't you know. Just uh, by extension, as part of that community, we find ourselves advocating for the community. And Lord knows, we never get, if we don't advocate for ourselves, we're in big, big, big trouble, as we see today. <laughs> we don't, when we don't stand up ourselves, ain't, ain't nobody going to do that for us, yeah. I'm just, I'll let you know that right now. Ain't nobody gonna do that for us, but us. Uh, and the man upstairs. Now we gotta, <laughs> we, we gotta, we gotta ally. We ally, y'all. We gotta ally. I ally. We better start calling on more and more too. <laughs> we better start praying about this thing, y'all. We gotta start praying about this thing. Yeah, absolutely. How do you think those five million? Uh, Ex-slaves got emancipated. How do you think those five million slaves y'all got emancipated? You think it was some man did that? You think Lincoln or Robert E. Lee or Jefferson Davis think those folks brought about that civil war to uh, dismantle that uh, institution of slavery or, or what? No, that's why I don't believe that at all. I think it was uh, a much higher power that... Uh, brought that thing down. I think it was a much higher power that brought that thing down, y'all. Man and now the courage. Hell it lasted three hundred years. If man had had the courage to, to end it, he would have ended a lot sooner than the three hundred years that he allowed it to go on, wouldn't you think? He let that thing go on for three hundred years here in this country, y'all. Slavery. Man let it go on for three hundred years. Now it took the prayers it took the collective prayer of some five million uh, slaves, y'all. That's what brought that thing down. The prayers of five million slaves praying to the man upstairs uh, for their salvation. That's what brought that thing down. We might have to go back to uh, to the man upstairs again to end the racism that still exists, the injustice that still exists. We might have to go back there again. Pray about it. I'm not beyond it. <laughs> I'm not beyond it, y'all. I won't be praying about 
The husband's going to be praying about that thing. Because already we know that man ain't going to do it itself. Man is incapable of doing it itself. And our history uh, tells us that. Our history shows us that. Our history shows us that, yeah. Hey, y'all. Uh, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's coming on tonight, y'all. We got to see what John is coming on. So we got to take that. We got to take that thing because they're playing Florida State tonight. And we wanna, we're going with Georgia Tech in this game right here. We're going with Georgia Tech in this game right here because we think Tech may pull an upset. Oh, this is going to be quite an upset too, y'all. If Tech mess around and beat Florida State, it's going to be one of the biggest upsets. Uh, well, I don't know if it's going to be that big of an upset, though, because really, you know, Tech beat Georgia. And they were underdogs to Georgia, so they beat them. So we we don't know how much of an upset it's going to be, but uh, we're going with Tech. I had a kid go. <laughs> I had a kid go to Tech, yeah. So I got some. Uh, I'm bi- I'm biased uh, uh, there. I'm biased. I'm gonna listen to that right now. I had a, I had a kid graduate from Tech, so uh, <laughs> I'm a I'm a Tech fan. Real the studio. I ain't going to bet the house on that. <laughs> that's why you're going to bet the house on that. Yeah, but we take it in the game. We want to stay in it. <laughs> oh, no. We don't bet that much. But Hush Boy ain't drinking right now, so I can't bet you a drink. Well, I can bet you a drink, but I want the $5. <laughs> I, I'll take the five dollars. I'll buy you a drink. But the boy ain't drinking right now. I got one bet. Okay, that's 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 a bet right there. That's what's wrong with Ted. That's that's the peanut y'all. We got. we we got one bet. We 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 might cut it off right there, y'all. Don't nobody call. We might cut uh, cut that thing off right there. We got one bet on Ted. Okay, that's enough. Facebook friends, how y'all doing? I ain't heard from y'all in a while. What's up? Got a bunch of birthdays. Well, want to give a shout out again to all the December birthdays. Cousin Les, 69 today. I always thought Les was a little older than me, but looks like he's about two months younger than the Hushmo. But now he's almost a year. He, he, he's about uh, now. That's going to be 70 in two months. So that's about 10 months younger than the Hushmuck. So he's the same age now. Let's see, I'm about 10 months older than he is. I always thought he was a little closer to the Hushmuck than that. He look older than the Hushmuck. <laughs> hey, don't start no stuff. I'm just kidding. Hey, y'all don't start no stuff. Ah. Wow. Who else playing tonight? Alabama, Alabama and Missouri playing in the ADL for the Southeastern Conference Championship. I'm gonna go with Alabama. I don't like I don't like Bama for nothing, y'all. But I'm gonna bet on them because they uh, uh, my mother was born in Alabama. <laughs> hey, it don't take much for me to uh, <laughs> it don't take much much for me to grab on to something. My mother was born in Alabama. 
Lafayette, Alabama, 1915, y'all. Same little town that Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis Barrow. That's the brown bummer, y'all. Him and my mother were born the same year, the same little town. Lafayette, Alabama. A little known history, Cameron history. My mother, Ola Mae Johnson at the time. Born in Lafayette, Alabama, 1915. Along with Joe Lewis Barrow. Better known as Joe Lewis, the Brown Bomber. Great, great boxing, yeah. <laughs> All time great. Hey, y'all. Just rambling on to you. Just rambling on, trying to trying to get through this evening here. What else is going on in the world, y'all? Anything? Anybody got any news? Let's see. Oh, we got to get that game tinker. Let's see what's telling us. Let's see if we can find it. Okay, we got to take. That tech game there. We gotta we'll come back. Tiger Woods y'all back up back uh back out there playing. Somebody said Tiger <laughs> Tiger's too saucy. <laughs> See every time he heard a little bit of getting us behind BG, he gets sick. <laughs> Somebody said every time Tiger's getting his butt beat out there on that golf course these days, he come up sick. I don't know, y'all. The man was throwing up a bacon throwing up out there on the court. Was that real or what? Or was it because he was 10, <laughs> ten strokes back? <laughs> hey, that's what somebody said. Now, I don't know. I still, hey, 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 he shot 69 today. Now, he's getting better. But somebody said, every time Tiger's getting his butt beat, he uh, gets sick. <laughs> I said, he got too much money to boys for, y'all. He ain't in no uh, desperate, uh, <laughs> he ain't desperate for money. Hey, y'all, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls here. We'll be right back. Y'all hanging out. You got me the hush, bro. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Phone. Tell your friends about us. Saturday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace. Thank you. 
You're listening to the Hutsmo Black Forum. And now, here's your host, Hutsmo Black. Tiger don't 
He's in 18 plays out of 18 golfers right now. I'd be willing to make a bet he don't wind up in, end up in that uh, last place. So I think that's all he's hoping for right now. I think that's all he can hope for. That's about all he can hope for right now. Is to uh, somehow not uh, is to finish out of last place. There. If he uh, <laughs> he got to he got to go low tomorrow though. He got to shoot something like a 63, 64 to get uh, some respect. You know, respect. I think he'll shoot a sixty three or sixty four.
we got to uh, tighten up our uh, our uh, chipping game, our short game. I, I don't know. We <laughs> that's what been uh, been falling down on this chipping, y'all. We talking about yeah. That's what it's called for two now. Oh, we ain't gonna type the rules, but we. <laughs> But we 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 uh we gotta we gotta tighten out. I see we no some some issues uh, around the greens with his chip in there. He's been flubbing some of them. Look just like the Hushbow out there trying to hit a chip shot. I ain't never seen Tiger miss so many chips in my life. But the hushbow has been having the same problem trying to uh, figure that thing out. The next time, this time next year. We're going to have our chipping game down, y'all. We're going to spend the whole off season <laughs> concentrating on using that 60-degree. We have the biggest problem with our 60-degree wedge, y'all. If anybody got any tips on how to hit that 60-degree wedge, <laughs> go to hushmoblack.com and leave leave the hushmo the tip because we can't, we can't seem to figure that thing out for nothing. That thing not cost the hushmo, I don't know how many, how many strokes here? That's 60-degree wedge. We need to leave, throw that thing away until next season, until we get out there with a winner and try to, try to figure out how to use that thing. <laughs> we ain't figured it out in 30 years, y'all. We don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I'm going to figure it out uh, over the winter. But we're going to work on it. We're going to work on that thing because we done lost so many strokes messing around with that darn 60-degree wedge. We just can't really get a feel for that thing. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Oh, we're a hacker, but we have fun out there on that golf course, y'all. <laughs> we, we have a lot of fun out there on that golf course chasing that little white ball. Hey, we 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 have some we have some skills now, y'all. We, we hack. We're hackable. We have some skills. We're a pretty good putter. Oh, we're a pretty good putter now. If I... Yeah, that's a pretty good putter. If, when we get... When we get... When we get on the green, <laughs> we, can, we, we can make some things happen sometimes, but that, 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 that problem is getting on that green... We got to get to that green first. That boy is 16 under you. Gordon Speed. You 16 under, and they looking back. Not looking back. We, uh, We got to remember the denominator. It's the bottom. The numerator.
Yeah, we 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 uh, have bad had my kids over to point that out. I still would have been around <laughs> trying to figure that thing out. <laughs> we gotta we gotta hang on to that one little thing. We'll figure out how to figure those. We'll we'll. <laughs> Chips board. 
we got, we got to do it that way to get it out because we couldn't, uh, we'd always just run it through our mixer here and it would come out. But somehow the thing played, but we it didn't come out on our uh, on our show that we broadcast out. So what we're going to do, if Mr. Watts is listening, we're going to get that straight for you next week. We're going to replay that for you. We apologize that we didn't that thing didn't come out right. We're gonna we're gonna take care of that. We're gonna take care of that for you. We'll take care of that next week for you. I don't I don't like this uh these uh, white owls things that hurt this. I picked up a nasty habit, y'all. We looking at these uh cigarillos. Uh, in lieu of uh, <laughs> uh, some other things, but we got found this one one cigar. I see a Vegas that uh, we're enjoying. We're enjoying better than. Kind of on the other one. If we can't, uh, can't always find the flavor that we like. We like the white grape flavor. That, you know, white grape coming all different kinds. And Garcia Vegas, uh, who else got a white grape? Uh, the Cigarillo, the White Owl. I, I prefer the Vegas. Got a little better. It's a Dominican uh, cigar. The Dominican makes a fairly good cigar. Uh, anybody know anything about any cigar aficionado? Uh, probably familiar with the. Pretty familiar with the uh, uh, Cuban cigar, but uh, the uh, Dominican, Dominican Republican, Dominican Republic have just as Good as cigars, uh, what they make in Cuba now. I think they might be importing Cuban leaves. I'm not, I'm not sure. But they make every bit as good a cigar as they do in Cuba, in my mind. You know, I don't, you know, we don't get too many Cuban cigars around here. It's illegal to import them into the country. But from time to time, <laughs> somebody will sneak one into the uh, and, uh, No doubt Cuba's got a good cigar, but uh, the legal one. From Dominican, it's just uh, it's just as good in my mind. Made in the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. It's every bit as good as uh, 
the ones that I've had from Cuba now. Some of those Cuban cigars can be quite expensive. And I don't have a real huge uh, repertoire to draw from. Uh, I've only had a few over my over the years, but they are good. I, I, I'll give uh, Cuba that. They, they make some good cigars. Why we can't import them in this country? Yeah, it's beyond my. <laughs> it's beyond me. I mean that. That well, that's a, a story for another day. Why we're not doing business with Cuba after? Damn near three quarters of a century. <laughs> Why are we still not doing a business with our neighbors? We're doing business with every communist country on earth. <laughs> but and for some reason, our next door neighbor, 90 miles away, we ain't talked to uh, uh, <laughs> Sister Bay of Pigs or some crazy stuff like that. I don't know where it was. I can't understand that thing. I know it's time to, uh, to pass. If that thing up, whatever it is, it's time for us to uh, put an end to it. It's time for us to put an end to that stuff. Yeah. Mm. It's time for us to put an end to that. Mm-hmm. We, uh, Uh, yeah, just to have us put into that thing and mobilize relations with Cuba. Yeah. That's just what I'm talking about. <laughs> we, that's the we need to have our relations. If we can do business with communist China and Russia, surely <laughs> Russia, who put missiles on that little island down there, and we got relations with them. Kind of frosty right now, but we still doing business with Russia. I mean, we can do business with Russia who put missiles, uh, uh, nuclear missiles, <laughs> on the island of Cuba, 90 miles from our. Oh, we made them get them. We made them get uh, get them up off of there. We we made them get that stuff up off of there. Now, but if we can still do business with that country, there's just no reason in the world for us not to be doing business with our neighbor. 90 miles away from uh, uh, the United States. Hmm. That's just me. That's just me, now. Uh, of course, I'm not the only one that uh, feels that way. Oh, no, I'm not the only one that feels that way. A lot of folks... Uh, it's got a problem with the fact that we don't have with our neighbor miles away and do a business with China, with Russia, with every other country on face this earth. Perhaps besides uh, North Korea might be doing some business with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. 
little sister to kids. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, we uh in time. In time, I think we'll get that thing right. Of course, we got a lot of other things to deal with right now that we got to get right. Ready in the good old USB, like this uh, justice system. Like this justice system, y'all. We got to get that right before we uh, <laughs> concentrate on too much of anything else. We got to concentrate on getting this justice system right here. The justice in the country. We got to get that thing on even keel. It's all balanced right now, y'all. It's out of kilter. This justice here in this country is out of kilter, y'all. We gotta get it. We gotta get this thing balanced out for all the Americans. We gotta get this justice system balanced for all Americans. Yeah, we can't just uh, that thing can't just be a one-way street, y'all. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, yeah. That's just a fact. That's just a fact, yeah. We got to get it uh, straightened out. And like I said, if, uh, if need be, and the hospital is going to uh, be praying about it, <laughs> and I suggest that uh, we, as a community, uh, uh, do some praying about it. I suggest we as a community do some praying about uh, this injustice because uh, uh, it might take uh, that to get it back in balance. It might take some prayers to get it back in balance. There is a a higher power when we... uh, can't find any other recourse. There's a higher power that uh, we can call into play. And we might be at uh, that point right now. Hey, y'all, check my website out, hushmoblack.com. Check my new book out, Racism and Hate in American Reality. It, it, uh, it's a collection of documents, essays, and analysis tracing the history of the separate equal laws here in the country, tracing the history of racism. It's ready to push uh, on the country today. I mean, it's not a uh, no kind of master, journalistic uh, masterpiece by a long shot, yeah. But we do. There is a lot of great, great essays and documents, historical documents, research papers, and the like that 
tell a story about the injustices that has occurred that still occur in the day in the country. Some of them are hard to find. Got a great, great uh, piece by W.E.B. Du Bois that he put together in 1947. It's a great, great rare piece by W.E.B. Du Bois that he put together from the NAACP in hopes of presenting it to uh, the newly formed United Nations back then, the Civil Rights Division. They had to put that division together just to look at the civil rights violations of the Jews in Nazi Germany after World War II. The NAACP back then was of the opinion that uh, indeed the Jews did have a lot of uh, discrimination back in World War II, but uh, Mary Rafford said I had those same discriminatory uh, practices uh, put on them for some 300 years right here in this country. We saw that killing, <laughs> killing Germans to uh, to free the Jews when we had uh, problems right here in this country. Uh, so that's one of the pieces that we got in this book. Y'all read this work, the book Christ Alone. Then we got another great piece by uh, Henry McNeil Turner. Henry McNeil Turner is one of our greatest, greatest uh, heroes, though, that's, uh, that's very seldom talked about in our history today. Henry McNeil Turner. We've got a, uh, a speech by him in front of the Georgia General Assembly in, 19, in 1868. Y'all, y'all get that. Uh, read that piece. Both of those both of those articles are worth the price of the book alone. Y'all. Just fascinating uh, pieces of our history that uh, that I share with you in uh, racism and hate in America reality. Hey, I'm the host, uh, We're just about out of time, y'all. We'll see you next week. Until then, ciao. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African American community. Check us out. At the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.